What is up, everyone, and welcome in to episode nine of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Cardenas, and here with me is my co-host and best friend, Tyler Carden. Tyler, how you doing tonight? Woo, woo, I am here for it. I don't. I always have this weird urge to dance every time you start the show, and I have no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead. Let's get into this thing today. For you guys, we have a great episode. We're going to talk about some news and notes. We'll step into the newsroom, kind of get into some of this free agency action that's going on. We'll talk about the AFC West this week, talk about our early predictions, and then we'll get you guys out of here, hopefully in a reasonable, timely fashion. Let's kick into the news. What you got for me? What do I have for you? Well, breaking news today in the newsroom. Or maybe not breaking news. I mean, is this is this really news? I mean, we've all been waiting for this. Dak Prescott finally signs with the Dallas Cowboys. Finally. Finally. Yeah, he signed a four-year deal worth $160 million with $126 guaranteed. <laughs> chump money, my friend. Chump money, as they say. Uh, if only they could see our salaries. They would be chilly. Uh, anywho. I'd sign a four-year $1 million contract right now with like the jets yes <laughs> yes literally anybody anything <laughs> i don't even care yeah so i saw a thing on um online today and it said what do you think the dallas cowboys are gonna do in the next four seasons like it was like six options or something and it was like go to playoffs four years in a row go to the nfc championship go to the super bowl not go to the playoffs go to two out of four playoffs like that kind of thing and it's one of those things like the Dak Prescott thing is such a huge huge thing for the Cowboys it's finally happening he's a franchise QB but at the same time like as a Cowboys fan not that you're not excited it's a you know it's Dak Prescott but if we're just going to go by history what's to say we're going to get anywhere yeah yeah Signing your franchise QB won't do much if you don't have any money left to build the team around him. And not that there's a bad team around him. I mean, he's got a great receiving core. We've talked about that many times on the show. But, sure. I mean, the defense was bad last year. Oh, it was worse than bad. And the Cowboys are just cursed. <laughs> I just... Hard I'm, to overcome just, you know, magic. I'm excited for the Cowboys. I really, I really am. I'm excited for Dak. It's a good fit for him. I, I love Dak as a player, and I'm excited that you know he got paid and he bet on himself, and, and it worked out really well for him. I am slightly concerned about the Cowboys as a whole. It just, the cap hit that he is um, putting on his own team. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, Patrick Mahomes has this you know 40-plus million dollar cap hit on his team every year, but he is so good mm-hmm. that the whatever player or players that, that they don't get to sign because of his contract, he can overcome that. He is good enough to do it. I don't know if Dak is that good. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think he's probably a top 10 QB in the league, but he's not the second best quarterback in the league, as his salary would suggest. Hey, the Cowboys believe in him, though, and, and maybe they can finally finally get over that hump and that hurdle. And I hope they do, yeah. for Dak's sake, for the Cowboys' sake. Um, there's a lot of... A lot of fantasy points up for grabs on that Cowboys offense. So I mean, Ooh, I, <laughs> there really is. Uh, I hope I hope it works out for them. I really do. And someone said it best. 
they're at least going to go to the playoffs because someone from the NFC East has to go every year. Hey, Washington football team, man. They got Chase Young, dude. They're good. He's a monster. He's a monster. Oh, he's so good. Alex Smith got released. Did you see that? Oh, I did see that. I did see he that. He asked was, for his release. Yeah. Um, so we'll see where he ends up. It makes you wonder, like, do you think he's trying to get a starting job? Where would he go, though? Exactly. But I just can't imagine being a professional quarterback like Alex Smith right now. Do you know that you're not a starter, starting caliber quarterback anymore, or do you think you still deserve to be a starter? I feel you know like, what I mean? I feel like every quarterback thinks they're a starting caliber quarterback. Yeah, that's probably true. Like I, I feel some, half the time, I feel like I should be, and I don't play football. <laughs> like so I have to imagine that those guys do. I right? know. I, we've got some franchise tag news, big day uh, to cover, and there, there, there really is a lot to it. It was the, uh, the deadline was today, so we got like forty-seven news pop-ups. So literally, like everybody just span. waited until today. I don't think I saw. One. Why is every NFL team? Why do they all procrastinate worse than I do? And I'm the worst procrastinator that I know. <laughs> That's true. I can back that up. I will I will testify that. But literally, just every NFL team waited. <laughs> I don't know if I saw franchise tag news before today. Like maybe I one, get, like, but it was probably like an offensive lineman yeah. or something. I get you want to like make sure you make a good decision, but come on guys, get it together. And do you think like other teams are just waiting too to see what other teams do? I imagine they want to know like who's available, who's not available. Like, oh crap, they're not available, so I'm gonna tag my guy. Right, and I wonder how many like trade talks happen as well, kind of early on. So let's kind of run through the names real quick. Um, And these are obviously not all all the franchise tag that were placed, but these are the ones that we believe are going to be fantasy relevant. So players receiving the franchise tag today: Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson. Big names, really, really big names, and yes. some also pretty big names that did not receive the franchise tag. This is also super significant and probably what you want to pay attention to more. Okay, so Kenny Galladay did not receive the tag. Aaron Jones, Johnu Smith, Hunter Henry, all of these players are headed into free agency. Um, they're going to be available to be picked up by other teams, so they get to test the market. Who? What's the the biggest standout to you from a fantasy perspective, not from a Bears fan perspective? It's okay. <laughs> still, the both are the same option. That's the beauty about this show. Is like I've just from episode one on, I just threw out the whole like I'm gonna try to be unbiased about the Bears thing and just threw it out the window. <laughs> and it's and I'm totally okay living that oh. way. Um, I think I, we talked about Mitchell Trubisky for like an hour in the first episode. Yeah, I mean, that was probably just what made the episode. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> imagine what you, Matt, to everyone listening out there, imagine what Steven has to go through. Oh, gosh. This is just oh, us recording. Goodness. This isn't talking about it any other time of the day. Yup. This is like us trying to act presentable. Steven's heard you know? more about Mitchell Trubisky than Mitchell Trubisky's mom's best friend. Like, he's heard <laughs> a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god all right back to the question um <laughs> sorry biggest surprise for me honestly is kenny galladay kenny g why do you if you are the i almost said dallas cowboys if you are the detroit lions why do you not at least attempt to just throw a tag on him to try to get something for him 
I have no minimum. clue. You could get not a clue. A pick from the Jets or maybe the Jags. Like you could a you could get a decent pick somewhere rather than nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I don't I don't really understand the reasoning for not tagging him. Also, like, why not keep him? Yeah, or tag him you know, and like, keep him. Like, yeah, this is a what like high quality wide receiver, like number one wide receiver for Jared Goff, who's going to struggle now because you've given him zero weapons. They're not keeping Marvin Jones. There's no way he has T.J. Hawkinson and some like you know practice squad wide receivers. Maybe they draft somebody, but like you're just sending Jared Goff out to the wolves. Absolutely. Like I understand you want to rebuild, and I it's awesome. Please do it. But what is gonna what is franchising what is franchise tagging him one year and holding him one more year gonna do? What harm is it gonna right. do to your team? None. Unless you're already gunning for yeah, that number one pick think, next year, I don't know. It's so weird because if they want a quarterback, I think now is the time, right? Like they're picking seven. I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. Man, wherever he ends up, I think I think I want shares of Kenny Galladay, right? Oh, of course. I mean, nothing against like Matthew Stafford or Jared Goff, but wherever he goes, I got to imagine his numbers are going to be better because it's not the Detroit Lions. Like Right. I imagine as well. I don't I just can't Okay, okay, I'm just going to say this one time and I'll be done. The only place you can go that'll be worse will yeah, be the yeah. Denver Broncos because they have no quarterback. And just that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> but, but... Oh, poor Denver. More likely than not, it's going to be an upgrade. Let's just say... Let's say he goes to a team and Drew Locke is his quarterback. <laughs> let's just pretend, I guess, it's the Denver Broncos. Sure, why not? I mean, look at, like jerry judy and stuff last year like they still had good seasons yeah kenny galladay is still gonna have a good season he's gonna put up numbers so i'll be curious to see where he goes i hope it's like not green bay or something like that because god aaron Rodgers. oh wow that would be a good fit oh man it would be it really would be ripped to the nfc that would be that'd be pretty crazy then you really want him on your fantasy team if aaron Rodgers is throwing in the ball um Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I think the biggest one for me, um, out of all of those names, I think I expected Chris Godwin's Chris Godwin and Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. but Aaron Jones not receiving the franchise tag. He is headed into free agency, and I think there's pretty much no chance he ends up back in Green Bay. No way, Jose. Um, I'm surprised, but no. I'm not surprised. Like I'm surprised they didn't tag him, but at the same time, I expected him to go somewhere else. So Right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, you and I talked about it. I think it was last week. Um, just the numbers he's put up. It's surprising that they, yeah, just looking at the numbers alone, you know, I would want that on my team, but I think they're, I think they're kind of want to move on to those, those next up and coming running backs. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've got two guys that are going to be a lot cheaper in house that they can kind of keep around and they should be functional at the very least. Right. Um, right. So I think Aaron Jones, wherever he ends up, he, he should be a really good fantasy option because the amount that he is going to be required to get paid, he's not going like whoever whoever is willing to pay it is going to use him. So if it's Miami, they are going 
to make sure that he is getting a ton of touches. If it's New York, the Jets, like he's going to get a ton of touches. So whoever picks him up, I think, is is prepared to give him a lot of volume. So I think he will be at least close to as good as he has been these last couple of years. But it'll be super interesting to kind of see where he lands. Um, these other two tight ends, Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry, both were pretty decent last year and have been okay in the past. Um Keep an eye on landing spots because that's really is what's going to determine if that's if, if it's somebody that you want on your team or not. Um, if if they end up somewhere where they're like super diluted as far as you know like target shares, then then you're not going to be super excited about them because they they're going to need the targets to produce. But if they can go somewhere and be the number two, number three target on the team, I think they have potential to produce well. Hunter Henry is going to New Orleans. Is that a guess? It's a very strong hunch. They just released both their tight ends. I think they're going to be looking for something. Um, yeah. That's that a makes guess. Sense. That's a yeah, guess. And, and I, I think he said he wanted to go somewhere where he can compete or where the team can compete. So that that's an interesting fit. The only thing is he's probably going to get paid a decent amount and they don't have any money. So that's, that's the only... Uh, well, question I have there, there but so. I don't know. Uh, I have that. heard that. I have. I have seen some uh, some rumors circulating. Um, it's starting to seem he might just you know the best you know, try for one more. The best part about this whole thing, this whole off season, this whole quarterback controversy with Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Ben Roethlisberger, you name it, is. Watch all of these quarterbacks will play for their respective teams next year, and nothing will have changed from last season. <laughs> oh, that would be like what would what would the world do? Just like we've spent hours and hours and hours discussing where Dak Prescott's <laughs> going to land, where Deshaun Watson's going to go, and they're all going to end up in the same stinking place they Mitchell, were. Mitchell the Trubisky year ends You're up so back right. in Chicago. Yeah, well, Sam Darnold's still on Darnold the Jets. Trevor Lawrence is somehow a backup. Oh and Gardner Minshew is still starting for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the only change is Matthew Stafford and Jared Goff. And Jared Goff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that would be pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> let's head into these afc west early predictions let's start off with the reigning super bowl runner-ups the kansas city Chiefs. the reigning runner the reigning reigning super bowl champions right <laughs> the reigning rain yeah that sounds about right reigning yeah. reigning yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they are the reigning reigning, reigning champions sport. that's cool good for them yeah that's cool. There um, you go. Good job, guys. Yeah, none other than, like you said, they get a trophy or something. <laughs> yeah, it's the AFC West Championship trophy. That's the last one. They don't get anything else. <laughs> um, uh, so this team is led by QB4, Patrick Mahomes. No? Yes, they <laughs> okay. sure are. So he finished, he finished as QB4 this past week. He is QB1 in my rankings for pretty much the rest of the time. Um, fair man uh, what what else can you say if you ever if someone I ever mean, questions patrick mahomes you just you either you just you get on google images or you can draw it yourself you know i don't i don't know what you're into of a 180 degree patrick mahomes in the super bowl throwing the ball sidearm yep. somehow mm-hmm. on yep. the money that's all you need 
You don't yeah. need to say anything. A picture is worth a thousand words. If you ever wonder, should I draft Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes first? Like we wondered last year, <laughs> heading into this past fantasy season. Just remember, horizontal, floating in midair, perfect pass, Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes. Pick him up, QB1. He's the best in the biz. It's not hard. It's not complicated. He gets paid the big bucks for He's a reason. Amazing. Yes. He's one of – he might be the only quarterback that I see as like a true, true, true difference maker at the position that I'm willing to invest some draft capital in. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So – He's awesome. There's just not that much more to say about him. All right. So let's, uh, since there's not, I mean, obviously there's not much Patrick Mahomes other than, yeah, Patrick Mahomes. Let's move on to their running backs. (laughs) So their running back situation last year, we all expected big things from Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Big, big things. And, well, they didn't pan out exactly as we we thought they would. We got things. We got some things. We expected more things. Just weren't weren't big big things. They were just things. Yeah, we. It was. I mean, I I guess it's kind of similar to a Christmas story. You know, he kind of thought there'd be a bowling alley in the big box, and instead there was a leg lamp. It was still useful, <laughs> and obviously still very iconic, but it was it wasn't exactly as big and grand as he thought it would be. Is that fair? Is that <laughs> I love this analogy. This is great. I hate that movie, but we get that's a Whoa, different discussion. Whoa, what? Okay. No, no. I'm in a good mood. I'm going to stay in a good mood. We'll, uh, we'll move on from that comment. <laughs> I have a question for you, sir. Is this a stupid question? <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> All right. Okay. Clyde Edwards Alaire. <clears throat> so... We, we had these, like, grand ideas of what he was going to be, like you were mm-hmm. saying. Looking ahead to next year, I think everyone's cooled on him a little bit. So what I want to ask you is, is Clyde Edwards-Alaire the worst sophomore running back heading into next year? Okay? Hmm. Think Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, James Robinson, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Is he the last on that list for you? And are we talking just in terms of talent or fantasy relevance heading into next year? Fantasy relevance. You expect him to be the last. I do not. Second to last. I think he will finish above DeAndre Swift. <laughs> I just, oh, okay. I, okay. I, just, I don't have faith in the Detroit Lions offense or the team in general. Not like a real Bears fan. Well, the, the thing is, DeAndre Swift is very talented. Like, I'm not going to take that away from the man. Uh-huh. But, like... <laughs> Dude, <laughs> it's the Detroit Lions. I guess you could look at it on the same coin, different side. It's like, well, the Chiefs just want to pass the ball, though. So I don't I don't really know, I guess. Um, I'm going to go yes. I'm going to switch my answer to yes. Out of these people, <laughs> I'm going to go yes. I love the confidence. <laughs> but that's how we feel about so it, right? I, I was, yeah, no, I, I, I would say yes as well. Um, Swift is probably my second to last, but I have a feeling we're going to feel real dumb at the end of the year. So here's the thing with DeAndre Swift is the number of touches DeAndre Swift receives might be equal to the number of offensive plays run by the Detroit lions. 
because there is nobody else on that. Team. <laughs> Jared Goff and DeAndre. It might be shovel pass to DeAndre Swift or hand off to DeAndre Swift. Don't forget T.J. Hawkinson. Play. We don't know. Oh, I forgot oh, about T.J. T.J. That's so maybe He'll like eighty percent. But it, anyway, moral of the story: <laughs> he's going to get a ton of touches. I think he edges out Clyde Edwards-Helaire because of that. Even though the like offensive firepower is such a huge difference. He is the last one that I'm excited about. And he was the first one going into this past fantasy season, which I think is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you took him high. Even in Dynasty, I would have taken I would have taken him above all of the others in Dynasty. Um, but now, I, I'm just not that excited about him. So it's kind of crazy. Who's number one on that yeah, list so, I, JT, Jonathan Taylor. It's not a close even. That's fair. And I know... And I know I'm a Colts fan and all, but like being biased is okay. This 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 podcast is a safe place for that. Yep. Let's talk about wide receivers real quick. Um Tyreek Hill finished as wide receiver two this past year. He's still fantastic. He's he's the number he's probably the number two target in, in Kansas City, right? I I would say Travis Kelsey is a target number one. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, target number two. But target two for Patrick Mahomes is still the second best wide receiver in football. Um, Sammy Watkins finishes wide receiver 92. I know he battled a lot of injuries. McCole Hardman, wide receiver 58. Are you interested in a Kansas City wide receiver not named Tyreek Hill? Nope. Yeah, you know? Me neither. Here's the thing about the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll get into the the next guy in a second. So just looking at the receiving, the receivers just as we had talked about them, just brought them up a second ago. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver two, Sammy Watkins, 92, McCall Hardman, 58. When you think Kansas City Chiefs, what do you think? Passing, 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 scoring points. Yeah. But two of their receivers finished 58 and 92. All of that was carried by Tyreek Hill and their tight end. (laughs) And they had no running game. This was done by three yeah, people. A tight end, a wide receiver, and a quarterback. Yep. And it's just ridiculous. It absolutely is. They're such a strange offense because, yes, they're so good, right? So, so good. There's so much to go around, but it's like so much of it gets funneled into Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. And the rest of it is spread almost completely evenly amongst like four or five other guys. And so it's just like, okay, we can rely on the the main two. But after that, you really can't rely on anyone. And it'll be interesting to see what they do this offseason. I, I don't expect Sammy Watkins to be there next year. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure his contract is ending, and I don't think they'll want to pay up for him again. So maybe if McCole Hardman steps into that number two role and he's able to kind of demand more targets and it be a bigger part of the offense. He might be somebody you can rely on. He's probably a good flyer to take later parts of the draft, but the way it stands right now, I am out on all of the receiving options other than Tyree kill Travis Kelsey. Would you take Tyree kill over Devonte Adams? No, I'm I'm still on Adams over Tyreek, um, unless Green Bay, may, you know, maybe if Green Bay signed Kenny Galladay, for mm-hmm. example, or another 
big name wide receiver like that, then I'd probably start to think about it um, because I'd be concerned about Devontae being like splitting more of his, his targets. But in all reality, like Tyreek Hill is not even the number one option on this team. So I That's still probably true. would lean Devontae. The man himself. We finally found him. We finally found we, him. We finally did. Um, Travis Kelsey, tight end one on the year, tight end one in our hearts. And Absolutely. I mean, guys, I mock drafted him in the first round. I mean, come on. Yup. I mean, I know it's a mock draft and all, but this I have. This is a tight end. The tight end. Tight ends don't get two points. In the first round. Tight ends don't get two he's points. Just so good. But Travis Kelsey does. Because he's wide, he's a wide receiver. So I mean, he's he, a wide he pretty receiver. Pretty much is. Yeah, right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Travis if Kelsey. He, if he was a wide receiver, his fantasy points this past year was like a top ten wide receiver. I think he's wide receiver seven if you put <laughs> his points in the wide receiver. Oh. That's nuts. Like, that's insane. He is so good, so so good, so reliable, so consistent. And that's what makes him fantastic. It's not just the fact that like he scores enough points to be the first tight end, right? Mm-hmm. He does it consistently, week in, week out. You don't have to worry about it. You can just plug and play him every single week, and you get to sleep well at night, rest easy, knowing that you have the man, Travis Kelsey, as your tight end one. There you go. 1-1 one, one overall. Next year in your draft, take him. Blow everyone's minds. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> do it oh um, man all right all right well, well travis it was it was good good to see you we'll, we'll move on to our next team here let's talk about the denver broncos yeah denver i feel like broncos. i want to say that in like a cowboy voice it it, it does ha- but, lend itself it's to that colorado. kind of right like when you think westerns you think colorado yeah. right so i mean it, you can give yourself that no, accent, i think right? california you think like a western movie not like oh oh uh, not West, like you're talking about not like, like the western, western side of the united states just like oh no western. i think i think like Kansas when i think of a western kentucky i don't kentucky no no Texas. no 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 there's gotta be a desert there you don't go to kentucky you're you're, you're in the wrong movie look, <laughs> look i don't really know geography <laughs> steven's stuck in the mountains somewhere even. I'm not. <laughs> you can't see over the mountains all the way over. He's living to in the western e- area. I don't know what's going on. He's living in an eastern movie. <laughs> His forest ain't big oh, enough yeah. for the both of us. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Okay. Surrounded by all those broccoli hills. Talk about this team. Okay. Broccoli. Hills. <laughs> hey, next time you're driving, you take a look. <laughs> Drew Lock, quarterback for the Denver Broncos. Uh, not fantasy relevant. Right? Oh, that's who the quarterback was. No, nope, no. Well, do you think he's going to be there next year? I don't know. I really don't. I think. I think they'll draft somebody. So let me rephrase this: If they draft Trey Lance, I think Drew Lock will start the year but not finish the year. Such a dangerous game to play. Now, mm-hmm. So if, if, if Trey Lance is their starter 
later on in the year, he is someone that I'm like sort of interested in a way, but you just kind of have to like guess when that, when that transition is going to happen. So that's going to be hard to, to figure out, but we really just have no idea what their quarterback situation is going to be. If it's Drew Locke though, I am out on the QB there. All right, let's talk running backs real quick. Um, it's pretty simple. Melvin Gordon finishes RB13 this past year. He was actually pretty solid for a lot of the surprisingly. year. Surprisingly. And yeah, surprisingly good. Now, one thing to keep in mind is that he did get a DUI this past year, and I think there's a possibility of suspension still based on kind of how that works, that all works out legally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's gone through like the court process and stuff like that. So it's possible that he's not starting or he's not playing the first few weeks next year. So that's something to keep your eye on. Um, where do you think he'll finish next year? That's so hard kind to say. Kind of on, say. A, on like a per game basis more, not necessarily total, total points. There's so many good running backs out there. Um, there is. There's a lot of them. And I do think part of... It feels a lot better. Yeah, and part of you know Melvin Gordon's success last season came off the heels of having Drew Locke as the quarterback. You know. Um, yep. So you just you ran the ball. He was able to get the touchdowns. If they can get a guy like Trey Lance and maybe get some consistency in throwing the ball um, to some of their receivers, such as Judy or maybe even uh, Sutton, who we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, yeah. You might see that role diminish a little bit. You might see those touchdowns go down a little bit. I I mean, I wasn't real high on Melvin Gordon last year, and I'm still kind of surprised just seeing where he finished the season ranked. Yeah. I, I wouldn't expect that to go up. I would expect that, if anything, to go down. Yeah. I, I would I would say not top 20, if I'm, if I'm putting okay. money yeah, on it. Right. I think I'm there with you. Um, maybe 24-ish, you know, like a mm. really low-end running back to – um, but man, I just wouldn't would not expect any better than that necessarily. Um, Philip Lindsay is he's not under contract with them next year, is he? I believe he's going to be unrestricted free agent, something like that. Um, I'm thinking I, I so too. Um, I don't think he ends up back there, honestly. Uh, I don't know where to yeah. put Lindsay because he he had some injuries too last season. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. he's he's a strange player. He is a strange player because like he was really good for your team the year before. I remember I had him the year before on some of my uh, redraft leagues, and yeah, and I saw some really good success with him. Um, so I think I picked him up in like a league or two last year, and it's, it didn't pay off. You know, didn't pay the dividends I was hoping yep. for. Just kind of a weird. I agree, he's kind of a weird anomaly. I don't know where to. I can't. Finished running back 65. Like, I don't know. I, I think we should revisit right. the Philip Lindsay scenario in the future. I, I think so, too. Once once things get cleared up a little bit, it'll be an interesting conversation because I think he's a talented player, but I, his situation, I think, is a problem. So we'll revisit him, especially if he ends up changing teams and things like that. We can kind of work through what that situation looks like and what we expect to see from him. But let's talk about the receiving options here in Denver because they're actually pretty solid, right? So mm-hmm. one of the things I want to I want to talk about is the wide receivers, okay? 
We've got Cortland Sutton, who was injured last year, and we didn't see much from him, right? Then we've got Jerry Judy, the talented rookie who came in and was okay, but we we expect him to improve, okay? Mm-hmm. Who, who next year do you think has a better fantasy season, Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton? I'm going to go Jerry Judy. I think Jerry Judy is the guy. Okay. Cortland Sutton coming back. Definitely gonna see gonna see that payoff. Um, hopefully they have a better quarterback starting under center. But Jerry Judy, man, Judge Judy, I like it. I like him. Assuming they don't get someone who is like the you know toss the ball all the, all down the field all over the place, like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. If if it's not a if it's not a Fitz Magic situation, then then I'm in on Jerry Judy. I think he's gonna get more of those like closer to the line of scrimmage targets. Some of those more like closer intermediate range whereas Sutton I think he's going to be your downfield big play guy um, he's a great wide receiver but I think Jerry Judy is really 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 good let's throw yeah. Kenny, Kenny Galladay into the mix what does that oh, do gosh. what does that do for the other two guys for you if if Kenny G was there mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man I think it just makes again depends on quarterback but let's assume they upgrade from Drew Lock. Let's assume let's assume Ryan Fitzpatrick. Okay, I think Ooh, that's a okay. like decent possibility, um, or someone of of relatively equivalent talent, right? Um, I think you just end up with a bunch of wide receiver twos. Okay. Right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Kenny Galladay would all have a possibility of finishing right around wide receiver twenty. So a ton of value there. Um, but I think it caps the ceiling of all three of them if if there's that many like big name targets. One more receiving option there in Denver. We've got tight end Noah Fant. Noah Fant finishes tight end twelve this past year. Played fifteen games, averaged um, seven point eight PPR points. Um, he was like uh, okay, right? Yeah. Tight end twelve is technically a starting tight end. But this, when it comes to this past year, that's like uh, not a very like exciting player. Where 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 would you put him in your tight end rankings for next year? You think? Go ten. Yeah, I'm gonna tight end ten. Okay, okay. That that's pretty close to where I I would put him. Um, somewhere between eight and ten. Hopefully, he can play a full healthy season. But I think he's one of the more talented tight ends, and. Because of that, I feel inclined to, to trust him at least a little bit. Whereas, like, it's kind of that thing where it's like, okay, do I want to try to find the guy that's going to have the volume, or do I stick to the guy that I think has the talent? He happens to be someone I think has talent. He was very injury prone last year, too. So it's like, uh, yeah, definitely. I think that really hurt him, too. So I would definitely keep him in the, in the yeah. 10 range and like eight to 10. I would agree. I like that. I like that positioning. Okay. Cool. Um, hey, hey, man, you feeling uh, you feeling lucky? Uh, not particularly. Why? Because I'm hoping. I mean, yes. I'm hoping yes, maybe you and I can make a trip to Vegas sometime. Oh gosh. What? Are you? Let me just say Wait. this. I'm not. I'm not necessarily a Vegas person, right? Like that's not my not my cup of tea. But if I was to go to Las Vegas, and I had to make a list. Of all of the people on earth that I would want to go with, 
<laughs> you are easily bottom five. No offense. So, in the, wi- in the wise words of actor and comedian Jim Carrey, so you're <laughs> telling me there's a chance. <laughs> and see the thing is jim carrey is a great person to bring up because the problem with us going and doing a lot of things together is that um you know that movie dumb and dumber that's the movie i just quoted my friend it's one of my favorites yeah we uh we we start to uh become that a little bit when it's just (laughs) the two of us you know maybe that's why i enjoy it so much Maybe I feel some connection to it, <laughs> like, and not, like oh, that yeah. I that I don't realize. We quote that movie all the time at work. Mm, yeah, you're That's like great. <laughs> I haven't watched it in a very long time. I should go back and rewatch it. You and I watched it quite a few times. I feel like together. just know, people, when you go into your bank, your very intelligent bankers who are helping you with all your <laughs> all your financial needs are quoting Dumb and Dumber once you leave. That's all I need you to know. <laughs> oh, trust us with your money. All right. <laughs> so, we were talking about Vegas for a reason, in case you were wondering. We are going to talk about the Las Vegas Raiders next. That is our next team here in the AFC West. Let's start quarterback. They have the thrilling Derek Carr as their starting QB, and he actually finished as QB 13 this past year. He was. Solid. Like, weirdly good, right? Like, And there's a game that he missed at least most of, the one that Marcus Mariota went in mm-hmm. um, against L.A. And he, and he still yes. put up almost a QB1 finish. Yeah, it was a great week. Great week for him. He looks so solid. Um, yeah. No, but Derek Carr, I, I mean, I like Derek Carr. Where would you rank him for next year? You know, he finished 13. Would you kind of keep yeah. him there? Would you? How do you? How do you feel about him moving forward? So I, I, I'm tempted to bump him back a little bit. Um, in my early QB rankings that I did, I actually have him as QB 18. Okay. Um, so it, it's five five spots back, which feels like a a, a lot, but it's not that bad because I've got Dak Prescott in there ahead of him, right? Like that's going to happen. Didn't happen this yep. year because Dak got injured, right? Joe Burrow, same same deal. Um, I've I still have Taysom Hill in there as my as who I have ranked for New Orleans. I don't feel confident about that anymore. I've got Trevor Lawrence ahead of him, so it's like I expect a similar finish from him points wise, right? Like maybe a little worse. Maybe I, maybe we I don't expect him to have as many big games as he did this year. Um, but I, I expect that finish to be a little worse relative to the field next year. Uh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. And and the, and and there's other two rookies too that come in. Like if Zach Wilson comes in, starts for New New York. If Justin Fields come comes in and starts for, you know, let's say Carolina, who trades up to three and 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 drafts him, something like that. Like I think I would put those two guys above him too because. They're gonna run the ball a ton. They're gonna have. They're gonna run it all over the place, especially Justin Fields. Um, so, I don't know. Derek Carr. He's just like, he's that old school quarterback. 
in a not crazy high passing volume offense, but he's a good quarterback. And and so like there's there's a floor there because he's a good quarterback on a decent offense. But he doesn't really have the upside. I, I mean, like I think you said it just best, best just now. He's an old school quarterback in a new yeah. era of quarterbacks. Yep. You know, when you're looking at quarterbacks you want to draft, you got to look at running quarterbacks now. I mean, that's just there's so much point, so many points to be had at that. Look at Kyler Murray. Look at just yeah. Jalen Hurts. You know, can't argue that that formula when a quarterback yep. can run the ball efficiently. Yep. It's crazy. So, um, Derek Carr, I'm not, not super excited on him, but he offers some stability, some safety there on your roster. Um, let's talk running backs, Las Vegas Raiders. They've got really just one guy. They've got Josh Jacobs, right? He's the only really relevant option there. <laughs> Buy or sell. Okay. Yeah, I just answered. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe we're getting a, a little <laughs> bit of a hint. Buy or sell Josh Jacobs top top twelve running back <sighs> next year. Mind you, like, he finishes the RB eight this year. I feel like when I picture Josh Jacobs, I imagine I feel like he should be this number three, two, four guy. He should be up there, right? But then he gives me yeah. this running back eight performance. And anyone else that gives you this performance, you're like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. But Josh Jacobs, you know, he's my Christmas story lamp. He's the one I, I keep <laughs> expecting to be this big thing, and he's not. And, and yes. but he, but he still yes. is good. It's it's confusing. It doesn't. It, it confuses me, and I don't like it. And for that reason, I'm out. You're out on Josh Jacobs. You know, I think I am as well. Like, you're right. In my mind, he is one of the better running backs in the NFL, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's how I see yeah. him. That's how I view him. And then his fantasy finishes are just like, meh. He finishes RBA, right? Like, he finishes as a, as a number one running back this year. But... I think he had two weeks where he just like absolutely blew up. Like week one, he scored three touchdowns. That's what I expect every week. You know, you expect, yes, you expect more performances like that. But he really like, he had the couple of really big outlier weeks. And then he had a ton of not great weeks and then ended up averaging out to the number eight running back. But it was very not inspiring so you're selling on top 12 finish for him like i want to because i need to top 12 is very doable for a guy like josh jacobs so i don't want to sound stupid and say yeah i'm selling because like i feel like i shouldn't but i feel like i'll be hurt if i buy him like like i logically should and then just prove myself right like it just yeah I don't know. Um, I'm gonna sell him. I'm, gonna, I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save myself the heartache okay. and get rid of him top twelve so that he's not in my consideration. And if I have to eat my words later, so be it. Ugh, I do not enjoy this. I think I'm buying a top twelve finish, but selling drafting him as a top twelve running back. If that makes sense. So like, I like that. I think at the end of the yes. year, I think at the end of the year, his points are gonna add up. 
and he's going to be RB11 or RB12, um, but he's not going to feel like one of the best 12 running backs to have on my roster. So I don't expect I'm going to be drafting him next year unless he falls like quite a bit and it's a pretty solid value. He's just, he's just not somebody I'm excited to have on my team. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Out on so Jacobs. Let's, let's keep, yes, out on Josh Jacobs. Let's keep moving. Let's talk wide receivers real quick. Um, for the Raiders, not a lot going on there. Henry Ruggs finishes wide receiver 89. That was their first-round pick out of, out of the draft this past year. Nelson Aguilar finishes wide receiver 29. I don't know if Aguilar will even be there next year. So let's let's talk Ruggs. Is he someone you're interested in in fantasy next year? Eh, not, not particularly. Um, I, I feel like this whole... Las Vegas team is kind of the same story at every position. Yeah, I want them mm-hmm. to be good. I feel like they should be good. I feel like I need to take them so someone doesn't scoop them up and I look stupid. But I don't have the confidence yeah, behind yes. the pick. You know, so I can't... Mm-hmm. I, no, I'm not. I mean, if I'm being honest with myself, I mean, I'm not... He's not going to be someone I look at and be like, okay, I need to pick up rugs right now. You know... If I can get yeah. him for like a super good price later in the draft, maybe. Um, but I no, I just I can't. I mean, there's really only one option on this team that I'm like super confident in, and it's just it's not Henry Ruggs. You know, it's just yeah. So you yeah um, I I'm in the same boat. I couldn't have said it any better. Um. You want to believe in him because of the draft capital, because of the the speed, right, and the talent. Mm-hmm. Um, he just doesn't seem to fit super well in this offense, and he's somebody that, like, if you end up with him on your roster, you're just going to sit there every week and be like, can I start Henry Ruggs? You're going to decide no every single week, and then maybe he has a blow-up game where he gets a touchdown, a 70-yard bomb, you know what I mean? But, like, you're not going to have started him, and and then you're, you maybe you start him the week after, and then you get burnt, and so it's just like exactly. that's the kind of game that I don't want to play in fantasy, where that guessing game where you don't know if they're going to get what you need them to get in order to produce. So that's kind of where I'm at with Henry this, Ruggs. I expect him to be this inconsistent, not like, and I can't guess when to play him. This this Las Vegas team is such a. I feel like it's such a metaphor almost of, of like Las Vegas itself. Cause Las Vegas is a land of yeah, casinos right? and betting. And like, you want to be confident <laughs> yeah. in what you're putting money down, but you can't let anybody on this team. Like, <laughs> and like, then Der- Derek Carr is like that. You can, you can be super conservative and, and safe with all of your choices. Right. But like, you're not going to get a real return out of it. You're just going to like kind of end up where you started. So I think that's super exactly. funny and, and it's totally right. Now the um, let's see the exception to the uh, analogy here is Darren Waller. Darren Waller finished as tight end two this past year, and he is all of that. He's absolutely fan freaking tastic. Um, my only question, really, regarding him, him or George Kittle? Waller. I'm gonna go Darren Waller. Um. I had Darren Waller in one of my leagues this past season, 
and I know I'm going to be a little biased off of that, but like the numbers I saw on a week to week basis from this man, the fantasy stats and points he were putting up so consistently, it's hard to argue with it. Yeah. Especially coming from a tight end. Right. And, you know, like we mentioned, Derek Carr is a solid quarterback. It's not like this incompetent, untalented quarterback is throwing to him. I yep. it's, it's a safe option, as you had just said a few moments ago. So, I, yeah, I think my tight end rankings as of right now would be Kelsey, Waller, Kittle. Yep, I, I'm right there with you. Waller, I think, is my, my tight end, too going into next year, just over Kittle. And, and it's not by a lot. I don't fault anybody for picking one over the other. I just kind of get a feeling from Waller. I think he's really, really, really good. And he's really like the only thing that team has going for it at the moment. So that's kind of where I land with Darren Waller. Now let's talk the last team here in the AFC West. As we finish up this episode, let's head into the Los Angeles Chargers. Actually, one of the teams that I'm just like very excited for next year like i really i feel like i'm like almost a fan of this team and i have no real connection to them at all well that's not completely true i think part of it is there's a player that went to my high school Mm. on the chargers and i think that's probably what one of the things it doesn't and i just really like justin herbert so i've always kind of had this uh this liking to the chargers i think it's just been that baby blue Peter oh that too like they're just those jerseys are just so crisp and they're so they really are um best is it best jerseys in the nfl is it best jersey in the nfl yeah (sighs) color wise yes um baby blue i don't think they do it anymore but not that like navy blue they dark blue they used to do or that like weird like yeah no no solid dark yellow they did that for a little while i don't like that either um <laughs> color wise yes what is a jerseys are so cool we need to have an episode of just jerseys because like i love me some nfl jerseys <laughs> oh, um man. so you know what i, I just too, just a side note a little story about sure uh, um so i i always chuckle like when you see one of the things the fans do is like go bolts go bolts right because a lightning bolt yeah like i mean duh um <laughs> I just I find it so funny because I remember there was a time you and I and I think your brother were playing Madden years ago. Like this is probably fifteen years ago, and like my team was the Bears, yours you guys were the Colts, and I was like, let's just make one team, like <laughs> one team will combine them. We're like, we'll name them the Bolts, <laughs> and that's just always oh my gosh. <laughs> what I like. Always what I think about when I hear bolts or see bolts, especially from there, because I think we used the Chargers logo. Like, I feel like we had to. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. I don't remember this in the slightest bit, but I somewhat believe you. Oh, it happened. I wouldn't lie to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk bolts. The leader of the charge here, Justin Herbert, finishes quarterback nine after a fantastic rookie debut. Where do you expect him to finish next year? Top five. I'm calling it now. Top five. Top five. <laughs> did you see that video that just came out of him throwing flat footed? I did. I saw that. That was insane. Like oh Sixty four yards. Sixty three yards. <laughs> like and he literally he looked like someone just handed like, him the ball and he's like, uh, you want me to throw it? Like, okay, here. 
And it's like, like there was no there's, effort. There's just no. <laughs> you, it's just like, oh, he's done that a hundred times before. You know what I mean? Like, he already knew it was going to go that far. You want me to do this again because the camera's that's, rolling? That's crazy. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, um, man. He, he's so good. One stipulation I have if he's going to be the top five QB. He's got to come with a top five QB okay, hair. Okay. He's got to grow those bad boys out again. Those locks. Okay. okay. He's got to so come you're back with the locks. He comes in with short hair, not top five. No, I don't want. I don't want that that hairless head to be top five. That baby hair. You I don't wanna, want that I baby wanna, hair. I want to fight him. But if he comes in with mm. luscious locks, mm, be like sunshine from Remember the Titans all day. Let's do it. Long hair. Oh, long hair, man. Look at Tom Brady. Okay. Remember long hey, hair I, Tom I Brady? I like your con your shot now. Vaguely, yes. Garner Minshew. I, do I need to say, need I say more? That's actually a really Maybe, bad example. You would have been better saying, saying less, I think. Um, <laughs> I have Justin as my QB 11 for next year. Um, but those last, like, those last three guys, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, I can see that going anyway. And then really above that, I just have the running guys. So Russ, Lamar, Deshaun, Josh Allen, Kyler. You know, so it's like maybe Justin Herbert can kind of squeeze his way. And in, If he can find five, some, uh, some surprised. magic feet, some happy feet. Well, there you go. He is gonna He's going to get up there, my friend. I'm high on Justin Herbert yeah. next season. I'm excited. I think he is absolutely fantastic. So I don't think it's crazy at all. No, um, let's no. move on. Austin Austin Eckler, running back for the Chargers, finishes RB29 this past year, battled a ton of injuries, so he wasn't out there a ton. When he was on the field, he was really good. So Buy or sell, top 12 finish for Austin Bye. Eckler. All day. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, bye, bye. Running back 10. That's where I'm going. Running back 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have him as running back 8, so I'm right there with Ooh, you. Okay. Okay. He, super involved in the passing game, gets a lot of volume. He's the guy there. You know what I mean? They paid him, and they made him the number one guy. The offense, he's really like a, a, a linchpin of that offense. It goes through him a little bit. Um, so I, I believe in Austin Eckler, and I think mm-hmm. he's really good. I believe in the talent, too. Yeah, I'm excited for Austin Eckler. Um and he's part owner of like one of those uh, fan-controlled football leagues. Yeah, how cool is that? He's Dude, such a cool guy. It's he's so great. cool. It's so cool. Uh, Austin Eckler, draft him, guys. I can't wait to yeah, draft really, him. Yeah, really, pick him up. I can't wait to scoop him up. Oh, I, I hope there's drafts that I get to, to like grab him like mid-second round. I hope he falls to me at places like that next, next season. I'll feel so great. I think he will. I think those injuries are going to kind of kind of keep him just under the radar enough yeah i'm pretty pumped about that not gonna lie speaking of austin eckler let's move on to the wide receivers (laughs) (laughs) um keenan allen wide receiver 14 on the year keenan allen i mean come on with justin herbert how can you not be excited right right uh, and he, he only played 14 games too so he he missed a couple games yes you know it's so funny like chargers are a solid offense they really are 
Um, and they have a good defense. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this. This is going to be an interesting division because it's like you have it. Yeah, you have the L.A. the Raiders. Okay, cool. And you got the Broncos. Okay, and you got obviously, you know, those who shall not be named. You know, the Chiefs <laughs> and the New Patriots. New Patriots. I'm gonna hate the Chiefs in like three years. Watch, uh, and the Chargers. Like, I'm excited about the Chargers. I think if they can, if they can get the ball rolling early, and stick with it. I mean, because they yeah. lost a lot of close games last year. They did. They did. And and if we decide that that comes down to coaching, I think they've got a really good head coach coming in, and Brandon Staley. From the Rams, I, I feel good about him, and I feel good about this team as a whole. And they're kind of a dark horse, like, don't sleep on them team for me. I I think they could really put something together this year. Keenan Allen, obviously, um, 14 on the year last year. Where do you have him for next year? Uh, I've got him as my wide receiver eight at the moment. Okay. And I feel pretty good about that. Yeah, I would I would definitely say top 10, without a doubt. Yeah, he he's just super talented. He's the number one guy there. Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. I think even though even with the coaching change, I think they'll throw the ball enough for him to to produce. So he's an easy top ten wide receiver for me. Yep, definitely. Um, so Mike Williams finished the year uh, wide receiver forty five. He did look good um, last season, especially yeah. with Justin Herbert. Where do you where do you see him landing next season? Probably, probably similarly. Um, wide receiver four, back end wide receiver three. Not, not somebody I'm like crazy excited about. But in all reality, like as far as those like late round wide receivers go, I feel better about him than I would about a lot of those other guys that are going to be over there. You know what I mean? Because you can see a path to fantasy relevance for Mike Williams mm-hmm. because of the way Justin Herbert just. He throws one of the prettiest deep balls that I've ever seen. It's and, so and because of the type of wide receiver that Mike Williams is, he's that he's that guy that's going to go down. He's going to get those long ball targets. He's I'm slightly more interested in him than I am in a lot of those other super late round targets. So I'll probably pick him up. You know what I mean? If if mm-hmm. I can get him as, as a steal, kind of in those last three or four rounds. And like, say something happens to Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is your guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So maybe a good insurance policy just to keep mm-hmm. on on the bench and hold, you know, for a rainy day. Yeah. All right, last guy I uh, kind of think we uh, we want to talk about here is Hunter Henry, um, their tight end, which, as you know today, was not franchise tagged. Yes. So, so he probably uh, won't be their tight end he probably next will year. Not be. I don't know who I see filling that role, really. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. So – where they're at in the draft, I think they're picking 11 or 12, I think. Um, so there's a real possibility that one of these like high-caliber receiving options falls to them in, in the draft, whether it's a Kyle Pitts, whether it's a Devonta Smith, kind of depends where um, the rest of the league is at another guy. So, so they're, they're picking 13th right now. But if we assume that... You know, four quarterbacks go before before they pick. Two offensive linemen, two corners. Like you can see a world where 
either that third or fourth receiving option is there for them. And in that case, maybe they really don't invest in the tight end. So I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it would hurt to add like maybe another wide receiver on that receiving core uh, early yeah. in the draft. And, I don't and think just, it would hurt at all. Especially with Justin Herbert. I mean, what do you have to lose? <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I think they'll either go wide receiver Kyle Pitts, who's that crazy good tight end coming in coming in this year, or offensive line. It'll kind of just depend on how it falls for them this year. I don't expect Hunter Henry to be back. And unless Kyle Pitts is there, I don't really expect there to be like a reliable tight end. I don't think they'll invest in one. Because if they were going to invest in a tight end, they would have just signed Hunter Henry. Um, I think that uh, that wraps up uh, the AFC West. Well, see, I wanted to say it like I that too. I think so too. Just because I was in the West. Yeah. I see how yep. I see how that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I don't think of yes, like really the does. Chargers or the Raiders in that light, but you know, no, definitely not. All right, that wraps up the AFC West. I just wanted to say it again, I like that. It was fun the first time. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh! So thank you guys for listening. Um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review wherever you're listening. Um, Apple podcast reviews are awesome. We appreciate it. If you leave a review, leave a five-star review. We will go ahead and read your review on the air, on the episode. Uh, make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. Um, you can reach out to us anywhere. You can email us at firstreadpod at gmail.com. And I think that's all I've got for this evening. Yeah, I think so too. I don't have anything left. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking around. And, uh, We will see you next week for the NFC West. (laughs) See you guys. See you guys.